Welcome to Healing Place Church, where our mission is to be a healing place for a hurting world. Listen each week for updated content and be sure to share with your friends. We hope this podcast is a blessing and a resource to you as you pursue God daily. Well, today is an open topic, and I'm so thankful for the opportunity to be able to share with you for a few moments. And next week, Pastor Mike will be back starting a new series called Live Differently. And it's gonna be fantastic. Make sure to be here a part of that. God's gonna move in such a, a powerful way, I know. But I've titled this message today, Resting in His Promise. Resting in His Promise. I, I came across a scripture that I'm gonna read in just a moment, Psalm chapter 32, verse eight, at the beginning of the year. And I don't know if this happens to you sometimes, but you know, all of God's word is inspired and it's powerful and it's living and it has an impact on us. But sometimes you'll read a verse Oh, you'll get a word from God, and it's like a verse for a season that you're in. Does anybody know what I'm talking about today? And when I came across this verse, I'm telling you, it just pierced my heart. It just leaped off the page to me. And at first, I thought, hey, this is just my verse. Oh, thank you, Lord. This is a verse just for me. But then when I started to think about it and pray about it even more, I believe this is a verse for all of us. This is one of those verses I want you to, to hang your faith on, to hold on to, because this is the problem we face in the world we live in, and even among believers. Problem that we face is many people, even people who love the Lord and are faith-filled and going after the things of God, many of us are in a place of restlessness, a place of being unsettled, a lack of peace, a lack of joy, because they're so worried about what's ahead and the enemy is stealing and robbing what's right at our feet. And I tell you, there's nothing that like gets me more upset than when I get in a place where I'm just, ooh, what's next week gonna look like? Oh, my kids in the future. And you know, these are normal things you have, right? Okay, y'all helped me a little bit today, you're right? You say, okay, good, good, good. And it's normal to think about them, but I don't wanna miss the now because I'm consumed with tomorrow. Because God is going to be faithful today. And this is such a great verse. They're going to keep it up there a little bit. Because I'm telling you, you just got to get this in your spirit. This is what it says. It says, the Lord says. I like that. He says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. Ooh. Best pathway. Not just a pathway. Option two or you know, alternate pathway, the best pathway for your life. He says, I will advise you. This is what God says he's going to do. He's going to advise you. He says this, and watch over you. Ooh, y'all like that verse? I tell you, man, we could just close up shop right now. Just take that verse with you, and God bless you. Have a great day. You fill it in. You fill in the blanks. Just you make up your own sermon. I think that this is such a powerful reminder because when God speaks something, it will happen. Any verbal processors in the room today? You just verbally process things? Okay, I'm one of those. That's why sometimes I'm preaching. I'll just say something I didn't even plan on preaching. It just comes out. Oops, there it went. And I'll just, I talk out loud. I'll be thinking about something. I'll talk. Hey, let's talk about this. I'll have this idea. And I'll think, oh, that's not a very good idea. And I'll change my mind. Pastor Johnny's the funniest with this. Y'all know Pastor Johnny? Y'all love Pastor Johnny? Campuses, y'all love Pastor Johnny? <laughs> Pastor Johnny is so funny. I asked permission for this. I didn't want to embarrass him. I think it's great. But we'll be in a meeting and he will come. He'll be like, hey, 
I got an idea. I'm like, Ooh, Pastor Johnny's got an idea. And he'll articulate it with passion and conviction. And then he'll get through with his idea of this is what we should consider doing. And man, this would be great. And he'll get through and he'll just stop and say, never mind. That's a terrible idea. It's like, Johnny, you just, you sold this. We were ready. We were going. We're charging the hill with you. And you just say it's a terrible idea. We have a tendency sometimes to change our mind even after we say something. But when God, listen to me, when God speaks a word, it sets things into motion. When he says it, there's no taking it back. Our God, Numbers chapter 23, says this about him. This is Moses writing, and Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible. It says this, God is not a man. Amen there. He's not a man, so he doesn't lie. What's that mean? That means we lie. That's a nervous laughter. Some of y'all already lied today. Lord, forgive you. He don't lie. He's not human. So he doesn't change his mind. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? It's a rhetorical question. The answer is no. Has he ever promised and not carried it through? What am I saying here to you today? When you read this verse and the Bible says, the Lord says, I'm going to guide you. I'm going to advise you. I'm going to watch over you. He's not just arbitrarily saying these things. He's not just casually having conversation. Oh, I might do this. When God says he's going to do something, you can take it to the bank. He's going to do it. And some of you are looking at your life right now and you're thinking, well, I don't know about that because there's a lot of confusion in my world. I've come here today to encourage you that God is in control, even in the confusion, the chaos of your life. When he speaks it, he will deliver on his word. We're just going to walk through this text. I'll make reference to other scriptures, but this will be our main text that we'll be looking at. The first thing is this, that he guides. He guides. Thought about how God is the perfect God. He's not just a good guide. He's a perfect God. You know, he's perfect based upon his nature. He has no sin. There's no wickedness in him. He's, he's all-knowing. It's called he's omniscient. He's all-powerful. It's called he's omnipotent. He, he's immutable, meaning he doesn't change. His character remains the same, just like we heard earlier. He is consistent in all of his ways. But also, what's so cool about God is that it's not just that he has the ability to and the power to do whatever he wants to do, but God is a faithful and a perfect God because he cares about you and I. Power's one thing. The ability to do something's one thing, but the care when you realize that you have a God who loves you with all of his heart, it changes the landscape and the posture in which you find yourself. He cares deeply about you. He's the perfect guide. Years ago, we went to Kenya, and every time we'd go to Kenya on a mission trip, we'd go on a safari. And I'm telling you, those are the coolest things to go on. It's just amazing. You go out there and you see all these amazing animals, but they're not behind cages and you're just in a vehicle and you're praying. I'm telling you, praying like you never prayed in your life before. Lord, shut the mouths of the lions, literally. And, and you, you see all these animals and, and we were going out and our, our guide's name was Jenga. And Jenga, he was from Kenya and he was just, he was just the most bubbly person he was just so fun and happy. He's like, oh, it's time to go on the safari. And he would talk and he would say, oh, look over here. Here's the, here's the elephant. The elephant is so big. It is so strong. And he would just talk like that the whole time. And we go throughout our day. We've been up for a long, a long time. And we, we drove out to the Rift Valley and it's beautiful. And, and let me tell you something. You never want to hear from a guide 
when you're out with predators. You never want to hear the guide say, oh, I'm sitting in my seat. I'm thinking, what does that uh-oh mean? He says, uh-oh, I forgot the lunches. And then I was real upset. It's just one thing if a serpent's in the, in the vehicle. It's another thing if the man forgot our lunches. And I, we were so hungry. And we were just like, Jenga, you're a great guide, but you're not a perfect guide. He forgot our lunches. He thought it was the funniest thing ever. Like, Jenga, this is part of our pay. <laughs> we want a little reimbursement. And I thought about how he made the trip so fun. We had a great day anyway, but he wasn't perfect in what he does. There is one who you and I serve that he is perfect in everything he does. He's not one time in the history of all humanity said, oh, not once has God said, oh, I didn't see that coming. Sorry about that, little David. He's never said that about your life. He's never said that about my life. He sees everything complete. He's perfect. But this is what happens to me. Maybe this happens to you. Maybe you can relate to it. Maybe you can't. I get all worked up. I mean, just in, a, just, just in confusion and anxiety. I get all worked up when I get too focused on the path. What do you mean by that? When I put all my attention on, oh, what about my finances? What about my kids? What about my job? What about my career? What about my future? What about my opportunity? What about whatever is in front of me? I can get so just consumed with my path that I lose sight of the guide. It's okay to have concern as far as you care about these things. I hope you care about your finances in here. I hope you care about your kids and your wife and, and your friendships and your relationships and your work. And man, work as hard as you can. Be as faithful as you can. But let me tell you the enemy what he wants to do. He wants to get our focus so much on things we can't control. On circumstances that might happen. Oh, oh I don't like this path. Anybody ever saw your path and say, I would like a redo path. <laughs> God, can I take path number B over here? Letter B over here. I, we can get so infatuated with it that we start to lose the joy of the present. But God's word says this. He says he's guiding you along the best pathway for your life. About 12, 13 years ago, I found myself in a place where I did not like the path I was on. And the irony of it was this. God was still leading me on this path. I had actually, me and my wife Bethany, we had stepped out in obedience about a circumstance, a decision that we had to make. And we stepped out and we were following God. Listen to me. It didn't make sense on paper. But we knew God was speaking to us. Follow me in this direction. Because here's the thing, man. He's your guide, but you got to follow him. And here's kind of another thing. Sometimes when you're even being obedient, the path you're on, you're looking around thinking, Lord, I know you're perfect, but I don't know if you got this one right. I remember being, I passed it this morning, the gas station at Walmart, 
in Prairieville. Y'all know what I'm talking about? I know our Ascension campus. Y'all know what I'm talking about. AP Walmart gas station. I was there. I was getting gas, and I was having a pity party. Anybody ever have a pity party with God? I mean, I'm telling him what I'm thinking, how I'm feeling. I'm saying, God, this don't make sense. Lord, I don't like this. God, I'm confused. Lord, this is painful. God, hello, do you see your servant David down here? And I'm just having this conversation with him. And I'm telling you, I was in in a place where I was hurting, but I was also obedient. So there's this contradiction feeling. God, I'm obeying you. Why am I experiencing this? God always has a plan within the plan. He always has a purpose, even if there's pain. And I'm, I'm complaining to God. I'm saying, Lord, hello. Are you like Jenga? Did you forget me? And I will never forget in that moment, the Holy Spirit just whispered this word to me, and I want you to hear it today. He just said, trust me. I was thinking, Lord, I'd like a little bit more than that. How about this is what you're going to do, God? I'd like to hear that. Why don't we go ahead and download that? This is what the future is going to look like. Hey, hey, go ahead, Lord. I'm li- Your servant is listening. But all I got was, trust me. And some people in here, I know this in my spirit, some people in here, God's saying to you, just trust me. You look around, you say, man, I'm in a valley right now. I want to get out of this valley. God says, I'm the Lord and I'm the God and I'm the guide of the valley. Some of you are on the mountaintop right now and you're looking around and you're trying to trust yourself. You didn't get yourself on top of that mountain. I'm preaching a little better than you're helping me today. You didn't get that success on your own. You didn't make that marriage work out. You didn't raise your kids. You're just perfect. They just end up like little angels. God was in control. God was your guide. God was your supply. God was your help. He was your sustainer. He was your strength. He was your healer when you were sick and he brought you through it and healed you. He was the one who brought you through debt and confusion and heartache and loss. He's the one who sustains you. And I just wonder, when I say and you say, God, I trust you, you know what I'm doing and you doing? We're letting go of control. Control will kill you. But we want to be in control, don't we? Oh, I want control. Control of my life. I'm in control. I got a plan. I'm doing this. That's okay to come up with some plans, but they better be submitted underneath the lordship and the sovereignty of the God you serve. He's in control. He's the God. I'm not the God. He's the God. I'm following him. He tells me to go right. I'm going right. He tells me to turn around a circle. I'm going to turn around a circle. He tells me to get on my knees. I'm going to get on my knees. Whatever you call me to do, Lord, I'm following after you. You can clap your hands if you believe that today. Proverbs chapter 3, Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him and listen to this promise, and he shall direct your, help me out, pass. He will do it. It's amazing it doesn't say, love it, like it, be all about the path you're on, just, woo, God, fire it up. This is amazing. I love trials. Keep them coming, God. Didn't get this opportunity I was hoping for. Yay, God. 
It doesn't say you have to love it and like every single thing you go through. But it does say this, trust him when you go through it. And this is what I want to leave you in this last point here is this. Speak it out loud even before you feel it. Some of you right now, you're like, I don't like this. That's okay. You don't have to like it. But start saying, God, I trust you. Lord, I don't like it. I don't understand it. I would have picked this route, God. I know you don't need help, but if you do, just let me know, Lord. But you can say out loud with your mouth, and it will get to your heart eventually, God, I trust you. Lord, I lean not in my own understanding, but I acknowledge you. I trust you. The first thing is this, that he guides. Second thing is this, is he advises. Oh, I love this. To think that an all-knowing God, that he will advise you in life. He doesn't just guide you and go before you. This is saying that he will come alongside of you. Give you guidance, give you counsel, give you direction. Jesus said it this way. He says, I'm going to send my Holy Spirit to you. He says he'll be called the comforter or the helper. The word in the Greek is paraclete or parakletos. And it says, one who comes alongside. You know what an advisor does? An advisor lends their expertise to you. There's all kinds of great advisors. We got some advisors in the house today, I bet. There's school advisors. There's financial advisors. There's coaches. There's there's people who advise as far as leadership, and the list goes on and on. This is what's so great. They're experts in their field. God's an expert in all fields. He doesn't just have, well, man, I went to Cambridge to study this. He wrote the book on everything. He's the one who knows every single thing that is need to be known. But this is the question. It's real important for us to ask this. Am I asking the advisor for guidance? This is one thing to know. Oh, God, you're my advisor. But we ain't asking him what to do. Am I accessing the advisor? Because James says it this way. James chapter 1. I love this verse. My mama, she used to read this verse over every single day I leave the house. She would say, give him wisdom, Lord. Give him wisdom. It says, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. Did you know that if you need wisdom in an area in your life, you can ask the advisor for wisdom in that area? You need wisdom in your marriage? Hello. Ask the advisor for wisdom in your marriage. You need wisdom in your finances? Ask the advisor for wisdom in your finances. Some of y'all don't like what I'm saying right now. I'm telling you, 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 just don't do it then. But if you want his wisdom, then ask him for his advice. If you say, man, I don't know what to do with my life. I don't know what direction to go in. Ask the advisor. He's an expert and he is ready and available to give you the advice you need. I love Jeremiah. This is what Jeremiah says. This is so good. This is what the Lord says. There it is again. Stand at the crossroads and look. It says, ask for the ancient paths. Ask, so twice. Ask where the good way is, and watch this, and walk in it. So it's one thing to ask, but then you also have to walk in it. And watch this promise, and you will find, help me out, rest for your souls. 
This is what I found in my life when it comes to God advising me. He uses the word of God. He can use the spirit of God. He'll give you a rhema word at time. Yes, God will speak to your spirit if you're listening. But I love two ways that God oftentimes advises me in my life. The first one is by peace, and the second one is by people. Peace and people. When you're trying to make a decision, and we got some people in here today, you're trying to make some decisions in your life. Come and ask God, Lord, your word says that you're going to guide me on the best pathway in my life. It also says you're going to advise me. Ask God for his peace in the direction to go in. And here's the thing. If you're praying for something, you're wanting something, you're getting ready to step out in something, hear me, please. And you have a lack of peace, push pause. Some of y'all dating somebody right now. Oh, I'm going to get some emails. <laughs> you're dating somebody and you're praying, oh, Lord, is this the one? If you got peace and God is confirming it through people in his word, then bless God, get married. But if you have a lack of peace, thank you, this side over here helping me a little bit today. <laughs> Somebody know what I'm talking about over here. If you have a lack of peace, then push pause on the situation. That doesn't mean it's forever necessarily, but I promise you this, you don't want to make a decision without God's peace. You don't want to make a decision saying, well, I'm just going to roll the dice on this one. Hope it works out. No, sir. When it comes to your finances and stepping out in the business or stepping out in a new career, stepping out in a new opportunity, if you don't have peace in your soul, then push pause. You say, man, what's that all about? What do you mean peace? It's an inner assuredness that God's just saying, I got you on this. Because here's the thing, again, sometimes it will not make sense in the natural. Sometimes you'll look at something and you'll be like, oh, this makes perfect sense. I need to go in this direction. And God says, hold up. You don't have peace in this area. You say, but God, everybody else going this direction. I like Bill. He's going there. What's up, Bill? And God says, well, I haven't called you to do what Bill's doing. I called you to do what you're supposed to do. And if you married in here, let me just give you some. I've learned this from mistakes. You married in here, you're praying about something together. It's a decision you're making together. Oh, hear me. This is, we're not even marriage night yet. This is free marriage night material right here. If you have peace, but they don't have peace. You talk about an uh-oh moment. Do not move forward. Well, they just need to get their faith together. And come on, I'm just going to, you're going to follow me. Okay, go ahead and go down that route. You be, you be, remember this moment right now and say, hey, that, that David Ray, he told me that day. I'm telling you, you wait till you both. Why? Because you won. You won. You're not going this way. She's going that way. You do your thing. I do my, no sorry. We together. We are married. We're making this decision together. I don't care if it's about your kids. I don't care if it's about their school. I don't care if it's about your finances, buying a house, buying a car. The list goes on and on. Thank you. Only move if you got peace. And here's the thing. I know there's a lot of caveats with this, but here's the thing, because I was thinking about it. Sometimes it gets a little confusing. Sometimes you feel like God's saying to do something. You're like, whoo, I got the peace. And then the next day you're like, whoo, I got the fear. You know what I'm talking about? It doesn't mean that you won't face fear when you step out in God's peace. But I'm telling you, that inner peace will carry you further than that fear will try to take you back. You say, God, I'm following you. Second thing is this is people. I'm going to be quick here. Get around some wise people. I'll say that again. 
get around some wise people. Now listen, I'm not talking, hey, get around just some smart, successful people. That's good. You can learn from them. I love getting around successful, smart people, but that doesn't mean they're wise. <laughs> they might be. I'm talking about people who have some fruit in their life, and they operate different. They flow different. Man, they're, they're living different. They got peace on their life. They got just fruit of the Spirit all around them. They, they operate at a different level. It doesn't matter what size their house is. It matters about what's inside of their heart. Get around some wise folks. I remember my dad, I was, I was in a situation, and then I was driving, and I was getting ready to get on the airline. I'm telling you, God will speak to you on the airline. Walmart, gas station, dad on the phone. I'm getting on the airline, and I call my dad. I'm like, Dad, whew, facing this, whew, big deal. And I said, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I found I'm supposed to do. And he said, son, don't do that. And when he said that, it was like the peace of God just invaded my vehicle. I was going this way, but thank God I had a person of wisdom around me. You and I cannot afford to live in a vacuum where the only voice we're listening to is the voice inside of our head. Because you'll get it right sometimes, but you won't get it right all the time. And be careful even when you say, oh, I feel like God. Test it. Ask people, do you feel like this is God? Does it line up with his word? And I believe God speaks. I'm a big proponent of that. He speaks through his spirit to his people. But get godly people around you to confirm what it is God is saying to you. I'll read a quick verse, Proverbs 13, 20. I love this. I just got to read it. Walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get yourself in trouble. You remember Cobra Lang, Rocky Three? I pity the fool. Don't walk with fools. Don't walk, don't walk with fools. Final thing is this. Y'all getting something out of this today? He advises me. Final thing is this. He watches over. I say, man, what's the big deal with that? God's watching me? You ever have somebody come up to you? It's weird when people do this. They come up and they'd be like, hey, I'm watching you. I remember when I first got in ministry, people come up to me and be like, hey, I'm watching you. Now, why are you saying that? It's strange. Watch yourself. <laughs> what the saying is, hey, I'm watching to see if you're the real deal. And I get it. God's not watching you with a critical eye or a condemning eye. Somebody needs to hear this. I feel it so strong right now as I'm saying it. He's watching you with an eye of care and an eye of compassion. He's watching you with an eye of love. The reason his eyes on you is because his heart is for you. When you know that God is your guide, God is your advisor, and the God of the universe is watching you, it doesn't matter what demon you're facing, what predicament you find yourself in, what trouble is around you, what success you're facing, hear me, you can rest in him. The word for you, the word for me is rest. I'm not talking about a slumber party. I'm talking about a rest in your mind, a rest in your heart, Arrest in your soul, arrest in your spirit. I'm telling you, it was the craziest thing this week. 
So crazy. Sometimes when I, I'm getting ready to preach, you know, got a little anxiety. Ooh, preaching Sunday. Be a lot of people looking at me. Some are going to like me. Some not so much. It's just a natural thing. Get a little anxiety. I'm telling you this week, I'm, this is not yay me. This is, this is God was allowing me to feel something that he wants you to experience. I felt at such rest. I, honestly, it was so much. I thought, okay, God, I'm getting a little concerned here. Too much rest happening in my soul. I just felt at such peace such calmness, even though there was something ahead that could be seen as daunting. I'm telling you, some of you walking through things right now that they are painful, they're discouraging, there might be fear looming, but I'm telling you, the Spirit of God is stronger than anything you face. It is mightier than anything you face, my friend. He offers you rest, a stillness, a confidence, a assuredness that the guide has got you. I'm going to say it again. The guide has got you. At Ascension, the guide's got you. At Denim, the guide's got you. Online, how you doing? The guide has got you. I'm telling you, you need to get this inside of your soul. When you go around this week, you start to find yourself anxious, say, oh no, my God says, I will guide you on the best pathway for your life. I will advise you, and I will watch over you. The irony and the coolness of this text, I'm going to land the plane, is that David, King David, wrote this. Oh, this is good. I hope you like it as much as I did. He didn't write this at the pinnacle of his kingdom when success was everywhere. He's defeated all of his enemies, or even after he defeated Goliath. David penned these words that he got from God in Psalm chapter 32 after his greatest fall, after he had sinned and committed adultery, and after he had murdered Uriah, after he had done these things. And listen to me, that's the beauty of God. He didn't say, I'm just going to guide you when you get everything right. It's going to advise you only when you're hitting the target. God's speaking to David and he's speaking to us, even in your greatest blunders and mistakes. If you will say, God, I need you. God, I confess to you. Some of you in here, shame is holding you back. It's keeping you from rest. And God says, just allow me to take care of it. Allow me to erase the guilt of your past. That's the kind of guide that we serve. Come on, can you give him a hand clap of praise in here? Come on, give him praise in here. You're my guide, Lord. Thank you for listening. Take a moment and subscribe so you can become a part of the community here and stay up to date with what is happening at Healing Place Church. For more information about HPC, visit healingplacechurch.org.